Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the inaugural episode of Superintendents Unplugged, In-Depth with Davis, the podcast where we will dive deep into the world of educational leadership. I'm your host, Addison Davis, and I'm thrilled to have you join me as we embark on the inspiring journey together. As a superintendent once myself, I understand the challenges and complexities that come with leading a school district. But what I've come to realize is that there's abundance of amazing work being done by superintendents all across our country. This podcast is a platform to shine a spotlight on their incredible accomplishments and innovative approaches. Each episode will bring you exclusive interviews and superintendents from various districts across our country, both big and small, urban and rural, as they share their personal stories, triumphs, and even their moments of vulnerability. We will explore the strategies they employ to tackle the ever-evolving landscape of education, from fostering equity and inclusivity to embracing technology and preparing students for their future. But this podcast isn't just about showcasing success. It's about fostering a community of educational leaders who can learn from one another, share their experiences, and collectively navigate the complexities of our role. We'll discuss the tough topics as well, the difficult decisions and the innovative solutions that are transforming education for the better. So while you're an educator, a parent, a student, or simply someone who's passionate about education, this podcast is for you. Superintendents Unplugged is your behind-the-scenes pass to the world of educational leadership where we uncover the stories that inspire, motivate, and empower every one of us. Get ready to be inspired, challenge, and entertain as we embark on this incredible journey together. I can't wait to introduce you to the remarkable superintendent who are changing the educational landscape one district at a time. Welcome to our podcast, which is Superintendents Unplugged. I'm Addison Davis, the host. I'm here today with Kyla Johnson Trammell, the Oakland Unified School Superintendent. Welcome, Kyla. Thank you for being here today. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, you, you know, we, we talk about being able to, you know, find superintendents that have had great success and longevity in their positions. For you, you get a place we call home. We call Oaktown, an Oakland Unified School District. That's right. So, you know, talk about a little bit about how it has been to be able to lead a location where you once grew up and given back to your community. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's been such a gift and it's been such a blessing um, to be able to lead in a city that um, I call home, that in many ways raised me. Um, I was a student there. Wow. I'm all the way through middle school. I spent my teaching career. I actually had the pleasure of teaching a block uh, above where I grew up. Wow. Uh, so, That's yeah. So cool. Yes. Yeah, so it was just very like a homecoming, being able to come back and leave. And I always say it's it's the good with the bad. When people ask me how it is being a superintendent, I always say it's crazy good <laughs> it's because it's crazy. There's always something that you're like, I got to chop that down because no one will believe it. Um, and then there's just so many, you know, beautiful moments just being able to uh, do good, right, for your community. You know what? What it's all about is being able to create magical moments for students every single day. Exactly. And you, and you look at the superintendency, and, and I'm fresh out of 90 days out of the superintendent role. And we recover. Yeah, recover. Recover. <laughs> superintendent. We talk about how, you know, it's, it's really hard to lead in the, we're dealing with the current complexities in this role. You know, I want to know more about how you've been able to kind of create longevity in this position 
going into your eighth year as superintendent, you know, when, when all the superintendents across the nations we see are popping in, popping out, new faces everywhere. Some of the ones that we looked at as mentors are, are retiring and transition out due to the social and political complexities. What have you done really well to make certain that there's great stability in your community because our communities need us the most? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I think coming out of the pandemic, that that need is even greater, right, for stability. And I think it first starts with you um, as a leader and really being clear around what is it that you're trying to get done, right? Whether you want to call it your North Star, whether you want to call it your vision, Uh, because so much in leading a complex public school system is there's crisis all the time. Right. And you you have to hit this stride where you don't let that become your North Star and your vision. And you learn to deal with it, but not to consume, you know, every part of your cognitive being um, so that you have time to really focus on the long game of what you're trying to do. I'd say that's one. The other thing is really people hear it all the time, but it's so true, like really developing your self-care routines. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's. Two things you mentioned really important, COVID. COVID really exacerbated and, and oh exposed gosh, yeah. a lot of deficiencies, a lot of areas, a lot of gaps within education, not only from an equipment perspective, but a mental health perspective. And it also kind of created, uh, you know, an, a focus where equity has been somewhat, I would say, not an area of focus, but, you know, there's not much action behind it. You've taken tremendous action in Oaktown. When you look at Oakland Undivided, you know, one of the, your greatest stories that you have brought to the educational space, talk about what that looked like and how did you do it? Yeah, well, I would say it really came down to, you know, I think the moment I, I've saved some of the early text messages, right, mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit, right? Maybe it's just a clue. Or, okay, no, we're not going to have to close schools. We'll just make yeah. sure people know. And then it just quickly ballooned into, yeah. okay, we're leading through a pandemic. And the first thing that I um, that I heard from my schools, from my principals, was they were like, well, if everyone's going to be at home. How are the kids going to learn? That's and right. just hearing the stories of this kid goes to the library and this kid's mm-hmm. doing their research on the phone. And then as I started to look at my team and I was just observing their thinking and the tools we had, I said, oh, this is going to be yeah. way insufficient sure. in terms of actually meeting this moment. Um in like three weeks, right? <laughs> so um, I luckily am a big believer, a huge vision and our mission of our district is being a full service community yeah. district. Um, I'm a big believer in long-standing meaningful partnerships. Um, and so that important. really is how you can accelerate your systems and ultimately student achievement. So I always met with my mayor prior to this month. Um, and so because we had a relationship, because there was working work that we were doing together, I said, I need your help in order to make sure that my students have devices. So we just started working. And sometimes, right, that's what a crisis does. Sure. I feel like maybe outside of the crisis, there would have been more we can't because of this, yeah. because of that. But people saw the need. I came with an ask. I was very specific about what I wanted. I was very specific that I wanted to be able to have data because I was really looking for my most vulnerable students, right? My black students, Latino students, my immigrant students, my unhoused foster youth. I knew those were the places and spaces in my city where there weren't computers, 
or Wi-Fi right. or support, right, in order to use the devices. So it was bringing together the mayor, it was bringing together a community-based organization that had been doing this work on a small scale for a while because they knew they already kind of had the, uh, the blueprint and then bringing my research and assessment team. So we developed the infrastructure together uh, with the mayor's help, right? We were able to get like huge donors, um, the owner of Twitter at the oh, time, wow. who basically donated the first 10 million and then we just fundraised together. Um, and we were able to get the devices. Um, we took the uh, lack of connectivity sure. from 12% to about 99%. Wow. Um, it's led to, yes, city policy. It's led to state policy. Um, and we just now landed a federal grant. So we've been able to sustain um, what we actually invested with philanthropy and COVID funds. You know what? That, that is so remarkable. When we talk about this work, you know, one thing we have to understand is that we need stability, our children. And what you did with Oakland, you know, Undivided, is really took, addressed it, not only addressed you know, the digital gap, being able to look at the, you know, technology poverty gap and in, in the digital literacy that you focus on as well. And, and I think the, the beauty that you've become a national model for is the community schools approach is understanding through your work in this process is that it takes the local delegations, the faith-based partners, communities, parents, caregivers, everyone to wrap their arms around education and do some really special and cool things. And, um, you know, thank you for being that trailblazer. Thank you for being able to, to be that champion. One of the things that we looked in your strategic plan that many need to be able to understand as superintendents out there in your strategic plan, you want to create a joyful environment. And you talk about self-care. Yeah. And we want to build a psychologically safe place for everyone right. every single day. So talk about what that means and the importance of it, especially now that we deal with post-pandemic implementation to be able to accelerate student achievement but also to be able to create a longer, stronger bench of highly qualified skilled educators. Yeah, joy really um, is about four components. One, a facility, yeah. right? Um, and I think it's, you know, many urban places, our facilities, they're drab, they're dismal. They don't really, you know, from an emotional place, make students and families and staff feel like, I want to be here, I belong. Feel wanted, right? Exactly. And we know that that has an impact on student engagement sure. and learning. So it was really looking at, we want joyful facilities, is really looking at the school culture, particularly coming out of the pandemic, just the mental health. In most of our urban cities, we're seeing a spike in mm -hmm. violence. So really thinking about safety as the basis of a joyful environment, um, thinking about inclusivity, a lot of our work around equity and what it means to make sure that all of our parents, regardless of race, ethnicity, yeah. socioeconomic That's status, right? right that everyone feels like I belong here. So that belonging um, piece about it. And then the final thing is like the programming, right? Most kids don't get excited about going to algebra <laughs> class, right? It's the sports, it's the That's chess right. club, right? It's the debate club. And so how we're looking at adding more of that programming to really spark creativity, curiosity, all these 21st Beautiful. century skills that we're talking about. Beautiful. It's all about developing the whole child. And, and as we grow and in your mentality, you went further to develop the whole family. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're looking for. And, you know, $66 million grant. I mean, wow. You know, how does that happen? And for those who are watching, how can they create the same space that you have done every single day 
in Oakland? Yeah, well, I think it first comes down to, again, that North Star, right? This wasn't something that, oh, the state's getting ready to do this. It sounds like a great idea. We've been just trudging along over a 10, 12-year period. You know, I'm big around systemic change takes time. It's one of the reasons why having leaders in systems for a while is important. You know, research says it takes at least three to five years to actually make that change. And so the fact that we had been focusing on community schools, we had been developing um, the infrastructure, we had longstanding partnerships like Kaiser Permanente that have helped us to develop models, school-based health centers, um, being able to bring on other partners such as Salesforce. Um, Recently, we've had just tremendous partnership with Eat, Learn, Play. Um, They now have given us uh, over $10 million to just rebuild our playgrounds to have that joyful space. And so the the foundation are longstanding meaningful partnerships because when you get brilliant people together from different sectors, you can make magic happen. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Thank you for your time today. Thank you. you Really awesome space. And, you know, Oakland is so lucky to have you as their educational leader. Thank you. Those of y'all watching, continue to be able to be as innovative as you can as you actively engage your communities. Until next time, I look forward to seeing you at Superintendents Unplugged.